Hi everybody, this is Michael Hildebrand and I'm your host on the Sleep Trust Podcast, where I'm talking about how to gain back trust in your ability to have a superb sleep again. In this week's episode of the Sleep Trust Podcast, we are going to talk about how to create effective bedtime rituals for better sleep. So this one is about how to set up a structure that will help you to build a solid foundation for healthy bedtime rituals. You can use these in the morning too. We're not going to talk about the what. That's a thing that we did in the last couple of weeks to walk through what you can do for your body, your nutrition and your mind to promote sleep and high energy levels at daytime. But now we're going to talk about how we can get these, bake these in to lasting rituals. So you're going from consciously performing things, implementing sleep tips, to unconsciously having success, not having to think about them, kind of creating that autopilot. So if you are or you found a couple of things that you know help you to sleep better, but you find yourself taking kind of random fragmented action, it's still kind of costs you energy to really do these things on a daily basis and you get frustrated at times because you're not sure how to make this process easier, then today you're going to figure out how you can get into the flow of change using your minds to support you and actually create lasting change with ease. Let me give you a picture to work with. If you figured out a couple of things that you know will help you if you perform these on a daily basis and that they'll support your sleep, they're going to support your energy levels at daytime, let you feel better and so on. And you just do them by doing them, not giving them and pouring them into a certain structure and following certain rules. Then it's a little bit like playing the dice game craps. I think it's called craps. I had to Google that and I forgot the name again, but it doesn't really matter. I'm sure you all know this game from a lot of films when people are in the casino and they get two dices, they roll them over the table And if they get a 7, they win. And I think Google said it's a 7 and an 11. So it might be the 7 and 11. doesn't really matter. Your odds to lose are higher. So you can win if you just implement tips, doing it, you know, out of your gut, not using the rules, not following a structure. But your odds to lose are higher. And what I want to give you here is a structure on how to implement these things, how to build a ritual that will enable your brain and everything in your body to follow these rituals with ease, getting you into that autopilot mode that we want to get into. And this is a little bit like changing the rules. If you do this, it's like me giving you the dices and telling you you need a seven. But now you don't have to throw the dices on the table. You can lay them. You can lay them down. So you can pick the first dice, lay down a six, Take the second one, lay down a one, seven, one. And that's where we want to go. We want to go from gambling to getting predictable, controllable results, right? Sounds too good to be true, I know. And I will admit you have to put in a little bit of effort in the beginning to get things rolling. So the first thing that we want to do is to write down our existing evening rituals. Because what we're doing right now on a daily basis is already a ritual and I suggest that you get a sheet of paper and a pen and just write down what you are actually doing at the moment and get conscious about what's happening. So that could look something like, you know, at 7 p.m. you eat dinner, so write that down 
And if it's somewhere between 7 and 8, just go for 7.30. This is not rocket science. It's more about the order than the exact time. So you're having dinner. After that, you might do the dishes. After that, you might go into the living room. Then you might turn on your TV. At some point, you're going to turn off the TV and, you know, go upstairs, go into the bathroom, go wherever you go. And it's upstairs for me. So obviously, I had my house uh, in, in mind when I said that. And then you're going to brush your teeth, go to bed, and so on. So that's the first thing, the first step. We're going to write down what we're doing. We're going to figure out what our existing rituals are because later on we're going to sneak in the things that we want to do into this ritual. And this is going to be so much easier than to create an entire new ritual from scratch. We're going to use exactly the same triggers that are already working. So you can imagine a trigger to be something that, that triggers a behavior. When we're finished with the dishes, it gets triggered that we go into the living room and so on. And we're going to use exactly these triggers to trigger a new behavior or we're going to replace an old behavior. So just for the sake of having an example, let's say I would like to have a hot bath before I go to bed. And this hot bath is going to take about 30 minutes. So what I have to do now is that I have to cut down that half an hour out of the behavior that I'm doing right now. It might be, you know, cutting down on TV consumption. And I have to figure out where I can do and place that hot bath into my existing ritual. So are we going to do it before we brush our teeth? Are we going to do it afterwards? But, you know, we want to find something that we're doing in the evening and schedule it before or behind that activity. And that way we're going to build it into that habit stack. That's what you can talk about here too. It's habit stacking and stack one habitual behavior over or underneath another. So when you've got that done, the last step is kind of to visualize the entire process. So now you're going to sit down on your sofa, get into a relaxed state of mind, Take a deep breath in or two, and then you're going to walk through the entire process in your mind just to not only see, literally see what you're doing. So you want to see yourself have dinner, um, do the dishes, go into the living room, see how it is to kind of finish that TV session half an hour earlier than you would. Maybe that's going to collide with the series you're looking at the moment. In times of Netflix and code, it doesn't really matter time-wise, but it could be. You want to figure out if there's something that will prevent you from doing the new behavior. And you want to see yourself walking through the entire process until you actually do the new behavior. So you're going to have the bath in this example. After that, you're going to brush your teeth and you're going to go to bed. And do that a couple of times to get a very good feeling if that works for you, if the new chain works for you, if there are things that you have to tweak and consider to change, that they will work. So bring in friction if there are things that you are likely to do. So let's say if you, just for an example, you play PlayStation, whatever, and you do that every evening, you don't want to do that anymore, get as much friction into that as possible. Unplug the PlayStation, put the games away that you have to, you know, run a couple of meters to, to get them. Stuff like that really helps. And make the new 
the new behavior that you are looking forward to implement, make that easy to access, enjoyable, like the hot bath. You shouldn't choose something like a hot bath if you don't enjoy a bath. Our minds do not differentiate too much about things that we really perform in real life and things that we only perform in our minds. There's a study out there, they did it with basketball players. So they divided basketball players into three groups. Uh, one group that was supposed to do real training. The next group that was only doing mental training. So they were only thinking about training basketball. And the third group that was not training basketball at all. And after, I think, two weeks, they kind of tested the results. And, okay, not surprisingly, the ones that did the real training were the best. But right behind them, I think with, you know, nearly 97% of the same performance came the, the group that only performed uh, basketball in their minds, trained in their minds. And the third group didn't have any improvements at all, but that wasn't, wasn't so surprising. So doing this in our mind is a powerful exercise. It's simple. It's not easy. You have to take your time. You have to, you know, get into a quiet, relaxed state but it's well worth the effort. And the last thing that you want to do is to perform the new behavior on a daily basis and to keep accountable doing so. Keep in mind, this is step seven out of a proven nine-step system that I walk each and every of my clients through to help them to get back to superb, deep resting sleep and building new rituals is just essential. You have to do the practice, you know, the last three podcasts, I walk you through what you can do for your body, nutrition and mind. There's a lot more out there. But when you've got that clear and your mindset is straight, then you want to build rituals and get into the autopilot mode. So it's up to you, as always, if you want to party on, you know, roll the dices, don't think about what's going to happen, just take random action or if you want to start taking those dices and laying them on the table, put down a six and a one or a four and a three, get that seven, make it predictable and get sleep results. You deserve to get them with ease. And I'm sure that this will help you as soon as you start to implement this. You can also go to sleeptrust.eu. I'm going to give you a rituals builder. Actually, it's a tool that I use with my clients, especially if you have a hard time to do that on your own. It's a very simplistic way to get started to build rituals and I'm going to give it to you for free. So check out sleeptrust.eu. I'm going to leave the link in the show notes and you can download the Rituals Builder for free. I've also got a little free training for you there. So check it out and uh, let me know how this helped you to build your new rituals. I'm really happy to hear from you. And with that, let's wrap up this week's episode of the Sleep Trust Podcast. Creating effective bedtime rituals for better sleep is simple. The best way to do so is to be very clear about your existing rituals, to take the new behavior and to dock it into the existing triggers and to visualize the process. Once you're clear and everything feels good, go and perform the action and keep accountable. And that's it for this week's episode of the Sleep Trust Podcast. I hope you enjoyed yourself and that you tune in next week when we are going to dig in on how to make these rituals even more enjoyable. Until then, 
Have a superb sleep. Hey there, and thanks for listening to the Sleep Trust Podcast. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you want to get further information on this podcast or material that will help you to gain back your sleep trust, please check out sleeptrust.eu. That's sleeptrust.eu, where you will get lots of information around sleep. And here comes some legal stuff. Everything on this podcast is my opinion only, so do not take it as an advice, as I am not a doctor, nor have I considered your personal situation. If you feel that you need medical advice, please consider getting an appointment at your doctor of trust. If you want to give me any kind of feedback on this podcast, feel free to email me at podcast at sleeptrust.eu. I hope you tune in again next week, and until then, have a good sleep.